Hello everyone, welcome back to the Self-Love Addict Podcast. It is the HJIC, Miss J. White, talking to you right now, live from my mama's dividend. <laughs> um, today, we are not going to have a drug, we're just going to go straight into the plug interview. This is because I am in a rush, I am packed with a whole bunch of stuff I have to finish, but I didn't want y'all to miss out on this bomb episode, so please stay tuned. Hello everyone, we are here with my sister and my twin flame, Miss Lydia. Y'all, she is a, where do I begin? She just is a ball of energy. And she is so, like, dedicated to all of her work ethic. Like, to her, her work ethic is out of this world, first of all. And then yeah. she's just very dedicated to all the, these projects that she be doing. And then she's, like, my theater bro, too. And then she's, like, my sister in Christ, too. It's so much. Like, yes. we just, we, I love her. That's, that's how we describe this. <laughs> I've loved you since day one, Jada. Like, from the first day, I was like, I like her. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> We're friends. We're friends. Period. Period. <laughs> oh my God. So how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. I'm actually, like you said, I'm a busy bee. So I'm preparing for a conference this weekend. I'm actually doing a pitch competition. So I'm excited. Um, it's actually with Big Sean. I'm supposed to be in Detroit, but you know, COVID. Um, Can you tell Bay I said, hey? <laughs> He is so fine. Like, Girl, you know how mad I am that I can't see him in person right now? Like, I'm planning a speech online. Like, hello, my name is. Make myself stand out. <laughs> you know? Hello, my name is your future. Tell Janae. She your future. Uh, <laughs> Janae, she get, you know, she can leave now. I, I got it's your past. Right? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the past is behind us now. You know, I got it from here. Just... That's funny. I'm serious. Girl, period. Like, say it's a word. Like, very serious right now. Uh, This is not a joke. I mean it. This is not a drill. This is not a drill. We're here. Like, I I need you to come with me. All right, this is fine. We will be talking with Lydia today about starting the vegan slash vegetarian journey. Oh, Lord, this is a tough one, but I've been heavily considering it in my lifestyle, or at least pescatarian. So... Before we uh, go into that, what what is being what's the what are all the levels? You got like your carnivores, your herbivores, your omnivores. Flexivores. See, I don't even know. <laughs> Can you define them for me? Yes. Yeah, so flexivores are open to life without me, or open to life with me. They just go with the flow of whatever they're feeling. It's more like a mood, okay? Like right now, I'm feeling the meat, the meat thing. Right now, I'm feeling being a carnivore, omnivore. And then sometimes I'll be like, no, I really want to be a herbivore, just plants. I'm not really feeling meat right now where I'm at. And I know some flexivores, I do, but I'm not one right now. I'm just vegan. I'm plant based, and so. Yeah, it's been a process. I went from pescatarian to vegetarian to flexivore to <laughs> to vegan. Oh wow! So you did all of it. I did. I did. I did all of it. So what made you like? Okay, so when did you start your vegan, vegetarian, all that? Did start changing up your eating uh, habits and why? Like. What was yes. the moment where you just clicked and was like, "Oh, I'm gonna just stop eating." red meat and then I'm gonna stop eating chicken too and I'm gonna just eat shrimp 
Like, <laughs> when did that happen? Huh, that's a good question. I would say when I studied abroad in fall 2018 was really when the shift happened for me in diet. Um, because I studied abroad in the continent of the motherland, my um, home oh. country of origin, Cameroon, Africa, where my family is. And just being there for four months, like it completely changed my life. I never expected it to change my life in the way that it did. And who I've become from that experience, I just, I really couldn't have imagined in a million years. But when I touch you down there and I began to really like get immersed in the culture including in the diet of, and the way that people ate there mm-hmm. um my body began to shift physically and at first it was like a negative shift not necessarily in the way that like oh like I was sick like um because I wasn't it was just more so I could tell like I could no longer like I couldn't like I couldn't eat the way they ate at that time when I first got there because I think my body was used to the processed foods of the state and everything in the motherland is natural. Mm-hmm. Everything's grown from the ground. And so I like I couldn't eat as much as they could eat. I couldn't eat the same portions and there are just certain things that like began to shift when I got there. Like my portion size became way smaller. Like I couldn't like I can eat a lot of food here. Or I could before I left. Like, I could eat way more food. And then when I got there, my portion size got smaller. So my plate looked a lot smaller. Um, I was still eating meat. I ate meat my entire time there. I ate meat after I left there um, (laughs) for a little bit. But I remember, I guess, (laughs) when I went to this polygamous village, which is so funny because I didn't plan on telling this story. But honestly, I think that's really when the shift occurred. I went to this polygamous village and girl. What like, was that like? First of all, oh child, my life. Know, polygamy is like when you isn't it when like the the man can have like multiple wives? Yes, I had a uh, one host mom, mm-hmm. but my host sister told me that she had siblings all over the country. Um, but she was I only had one sister in the home, only one mother in the home, but there were other mothers and children that did not live with us. Hmm. Yeah, so that was an experience. I mean, the chief had like 249 siblings. His kids were everywhere. His baby mamas were all over the world. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It was crazy. But I think when I lived there, my diet really took a change. And I realized that everything I ate before was fake. Because I was, like, literally eating, like, from a farm. Like, I'm in a farm. Like, I wake up with the hens and the chickens and all that. Like, <laughs> in my backyard. Like, I literally woke up to the sound of cock doo doo Like, that was my alarm clock. I didn't have an alarm. Like, no, I woke up to cock I had a girl. She had chickens eat her omelet. Like, it was wild. Chickens ate her omelet. They eating their cousins. Girl, I know it sounds crazy. But it was my oh life. My for about a week. Girl. And <laughs> I just remember... Like, just realizing that, like, everyone here is so in tune with their body, so in tune with nature. And, like, it was some of the best food I ever had in my life, to be honest. Like, I never had chicken like that. I never had omelets like that. I Because ne- it all was, like, fresh. Like, I never, when we were in Cameroon, we, like, would take breaks to um, go to um, to Creepy, which was by the, the sea. Mm-hmm. Like, I never had seafood like that before. Like, I've been to Creepy before, like, when I was younger, but... 
like I had never had it like fresh, like just brought to us fresh in the morning. And like I never had such good crawfish and just like crab and, and whatever else we ate, shrimp. And it was amazing. Oh so, my god. That sounds yeah. I wanna go. <laughs> <laughs> just go somewhere where like go to a farm, you know, go like you gotta go like to a farm. I think that's how you could get an experience similar to that. Like go like somewhere like in the deep south where like literally like people everything they have is fresh like from their backyard their garden from their farm like they have chickens and then all of that and then also you could um make sure if you want that experience with the seafood go like you know in the dmv go somewhere where the water is where the the sea is the, the... i don't trust none of that over here i'm sorry like i just I don't trust <laughs> it. like all of the water that. is pretty much polluted like yeah the gulf used to have some real good seafood but since that oil spill mm, i don't yeah. know fam i mean they say it's safe to eat yeah. but i still don't want i don't want to be biting into little chunks of bp while i'm eating some shrimp <laughs> like, <laughs> no i feel that i mean i heard my friend um one lady i know she said she's a um she's a marine biologist mm-hmm. and she told me she like goes to alaska for work and alaska has the best seafood in the united states so probably because I mean. don't nobody be up there messing with stuff yeah, that's true. So <laughs> nobody, we not all. They're not going to get in the igloo. They're just not going to do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's crazy. So that's kind of how it started. Um, I hope I answered the question. I like, yeah, feel like I'm. No, ranting. you did. You did. You answered the question, and you probably made some people want to get their passports and go to Cameroon because that's I got the passport. <laughs> I'm waiting for the plane ticket. Um. Okay, so do you think that since starting that journey, it's affected your self-love, like how you love yourself and stuff? Yeah, um, what's funny about when the journey began, I actually started it because I was in a very bad place emotionally, mentally, and physically. When I left Cameroon, I had a parasite. Actually, no, prior to leaving Cameroon, I had a parasite. So when I left Cameroon, it was gone because I had antibiotics for it. But when I was in Cameroon, I um I got a parasite because I did something that I was specifically told not to do um, because I was trying to experiment and explore. That's also one piece of advice I'll give to people who want to travel abroad. Remember that you are not from there, so you can't eat like locals. I tried to eat like a local and drink like a local, and I got sick. Um, and so that's how I got a parasite. And when I came back to the States, I, I felt fine when I left Cameroon I have taken my antibiotics and the parasite was gone but I lost a lot of weight from having that parasite and I had to like literally rebuild my body like if you get a parasite parasite like it will break your body down my body was like it was broken down from that and so I had to rebuild it I had low potassium I was anemic um and the thing is my body made a big shift I come from Africa to to the U.S. to Virginia Mm -hmm. to go to school and it was cold in Virginia. And it was cold when I was visiting my family in Tennessee. Like, it was cold. I came back to the States. But in Cameroon, it wasn't cold at all. It was always hot. And I was there through the end of 2018. Yeah. I was there till the end of 2018. And um, so when I got back to the States, I had to, like, make this big shift straight to, like, cold weather and, like, snowing and, like, just boots and rain and all mm-hmm. this stuff that I didn't have to worry about. And so my body, like the weather, the foods, like 
had to come back to processed foods in the States and all this. Like, my body, like, was just not okay because I was still rebuilding my body from this recovering from this parasite. And then I come back to the States trying to move at full force like I would normally. And my body was in repairing mode and I didn't give it time to fully repair. And so my body shut down on me. I forget, like, I had to go to, like, what was it? The not quest agnostics but like one of those express md places mm. and, yeah patient like that yeah like because i was broken mm. down like it was like a scholarship dinner i was at and my body like i couldn't stop shaking and i didn't want to go first of all because i remember that whole day like i was just cold just chill just chilly like i had the heat on in my room like i had a heater because i was anemic so they gave me a heater and I had to go outside in the snow and walk to where the scholarship dinner was happening. And my body, like, gave out on me. Like, I mm-hmm. felt like I was going to faint. Thank God that my friends lived in the same building where the scholarship dinner was. I just went up to their to their dorm room and I fell asleep. But, like, I was going to probably faint and pass out had they not been there um, to help me. Because my body was very cold and I was sh- very sick. Um, and I was very faint because when you're anemic, like you get very faint, lightheaded and you feel like you're going to pass out. And so what I did was I slowly just re began to repair and rebuild my body after that night, because I was like, I can't continue to go full speed ahead like this. And my body is telling me you're doing too much. You need to sit down and you need to, to, to listen to it. And so one thing I will say is that in terms of self-love, it's taught me how to listen to my body, listen to its needs, um, not force my body to go beyond its limits, um, Mm. but work with my body. So that was one thing I would say in terms of self-love, it's taught me. And so, yeah, after that, I just began to rebuild my body and um, began to drink a lot more fluids. I had to drink a lot of Gatorade, like Gatorade once a day. Um, I needed a lot of electrolytes. I began to drink alkaline water that has helped to rebuild my pH. Um, I would also drink a lot of like soy milk. I gave up, I gave up that. So spring 28, spring 20, spring 2019 is when I gave up all like dairy milk. Stop drinking Mm -hmm. cold turkey, start drinking soy milk, coconut milk. And that was it. Almond milk. That was it. I wouldn't touch anything else. Um, alkaline water and Gatorade that was always drink and then I would still have like the occasional like dairy yogurt but I pretty much stopped doing dairy completely spring 2019 and then I just had I was pescatarian at that point so I had fish and I had salad every like almost every meal fish and salad fish and salad I didn't do fried chicken Wednesdays anymore like I just gave oh, all that up oh, not yeah fried chicken Wednesdays. girl I just I gave it all up and I was like I just gotta do what my body needs me to do and it was difficult at first but I don't know I just gotta got I kind of got used to it and also I don't think I ate too much like meat in Cameroon like I would eat meat occasionally but Cameroonians are more known for like eating like fish mm-hmm. and chicken but they don't do dairy like, I don't think dairy's really, like, a thing in the motherland, especially because, like, in, like, the continent of Africa, a lot of people, um, how do I say it? Like, like, the representation of a cow is, like, sacred, right? In, like, certain yeah. religions, certain cultures. Mm-hmm. And so you're not going to be doing too much dairy because the cow is sacred over there. 
Um, so I didn't have too much dairy around me. And so I just kind of continued with what I was doing over there in the States. And then come that summer, I started to try veganism and vegetarianism. And I had like my last like hoorah with me in summer 2019, where I went to this like festival and they had like jollof rice and like sausage and all this stuff mm. for some holiday. And that was the last time I had meat meat. And then that fall, I just went straight vegetarian. And um, by January of this year, I started to become vegan because I just began to slowly shift my mindset and research and um, surround myself with friends who were vegan and who um, were vegetarian. And um, yeah, that's kind of how I made the shift. So it was in my mind, it was in my body, then it was in my mind, and then it was in my diet, if that makes sense. Mm. So since like you've been in the after stages for a long enough period now where I feel like I can ask you like based on who you were before your trip to Cameroon and who you are right now rate yourself love in both positions and then tell me why you give yourself that number mm, that's a good question hold on let me think about that you said my self love meter before I left for Cameroon versus now yeah like on a scale from one to ten in both places Okay. I would say I think when I left Cameroon, I was way more confident in my purpose, who God called me to be, and just naturally just in uh, my identity. Because growing up in the States, I always felt like I wasn't enough of either or because I had this dichotomy. Like, I'm not American enough. I'm not Cameroonian enough. I can't relate to my Mm -hmm. peers. I can't relate to my family. So, like, where do I stand? And I think in Cameroon was when I finally began to embrace both sides. And I recognized that God has put me in a unique position to um, be able to relate to multiple cultures and to see different perspectives. And I began to see it like as a gift, like, you know, like God gave me this special gift instead of like a curse or not a curse, mm-hmm. but like something that I, w- I was rejecting for years. I began to embrace um, about myself. And so yeah, I began to use it almost like a superpower, my ability to navigate between cultures and, and languages and different things like that. Um, so it definitely made me more confident. So I'd probably say probably like before I left, I would give myself like maybe a six or seven. And then after I left, like a like an eight or a nine. Okay. So you got you okay, six or seven. That's not too bad. And then like it goes up to eight and okay. Okay, <laughs> that's good. That's good. That for the most part, that means you like you was in a pretty good headspace with yourself. It was just more so of the self actualization on the what is it? What is that? What is that? Is that like the, an identity? That it's somebody's pyramid. I learned in somebody's marketing class. Self actualization <laughs> was at the top. Yeah, I think it's one of them hoes. What is his name? Maslow. Somebody. I don't him. know. Somebody. One of them guys, they they made it. You you hit the top of the pyramid when you left Cameroon. That's where I'm, that's where I'm going with this. Oh. Hierarchy so needs, yeah, by Maslow. Yeah, self actualization is. is at the top. Then esteem, love and belonging, safety needs, and psychological needs. Yeah, see, I I retained something. This degree wasn't in vain. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Lord, I I be thinking I don't know anything until stuff pops up, and then I'm like, oh, I learned that. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that. Oh man. So do you think that 
the way you've changed your eating has changed your energy towards your purpose? Like, I know you touched on it a little bit, saying that you feel you felt more sure of yourself. Do you feel like it was because of the way you were eating, or do you think it was just the whole experience altogether? I would say it was the whole experience because, like, I know a lot of people's diet changed when they went there, but they didn't change who they were. Like, they didn't actually evolve once they left Cameroon. But for me, it was more like a whole, like, mental, emotional, spiritual, physical experience. And the physical representation of it was my diet. But... I had changed spiritually, emotionally, and mentally before I ever gave up meat or before I ever gave up dairy. So I like the way you put that. You said my my change in eating habits was the physical reaction to me changing my mind. That's beautiful. That's good. So the lesson here is that if you're trying to do this, it needs to start in your brain first. Absolutely. You can't <laughs> you can't just start it by saying it's not like going vegan isn't that's why I think a lot of people mistake between vegan and vegetarianism, like vegetarianism, like you can, and pescatarianism, you can pretty much just like make the diet change of veganism. It always starts in the mind. You can't just make a change to be like, I'm going to go vegan cold turkey without actually in, in your diet, without actually making the change in your mind first. Like you have to be made up in your mind before you make it up physically in, in your diet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are some of the benefits you would say would be from going um, vegan and vegetarian and all that and falling? What is it? Going through the process of becoming a vegan, starting with, what is it? Pescatarianism. That's where it starts. It's taught me consistency. It's taught me endurance. My body, I think I can have a lot more endurance like when I work out. Um, Mm -hmm. Have a lot more consistency in my own life. I have a lot more discipline in my own life than before a lot more self-control um and then I would say it's kind of taught me to be more open-minded to like a lot more people so let me tell you this quick story I went to PETA's headquarters girl oh my god I never in a million years would have ever thought I would end up at PETA's headquarters first of all it's in Norfolk Virginia yeah I see the building it's over there by the spirit of Norfolk yes And I ended up there one random night with my friends because I was happened to be like with the vegan organization at Hampton. And they were like, you want to go on this trip? And I was like, sure, why not? So I, and then Tabitha Brown also, I think she had an impact on my vegan experience and like just being open-minded. But anyway, so shout out to her. Mm -hmm. But when I went to PETA that night, like I was not expecting, you know, what, I experienced like it was what I was ex- expecting, but also what I was not expecting. Like it was very nicely displayed out, honey. Like they had like great food that was being catered from like some like what was it Thai or some type of Asian cuisine place that was bomb. It was like tofu and stuff like that, and it was mm-hmm. good food. And they had this beer. Because, yeah, I thought I was 21. Was I 21? Yeah, I was 21. <laughs> How great. For the sake of the interview, I was 21. 21. So, yes. <laughs> at the time, I really was 21, y'all. But it was an amazing experience to, like, try, like, all of this, like, vegan stuff. And, 
like all of it was really good like and I think at the time I was limiting myself to my vegan diet like I was only eating certain things and I had certain staple meals but that it it exposed me and then it, it inspired me to expand my dietary um ways and so I began to try different vegan foods different vegan recipes um and then also having a vegan organization at my school was helpful and they have like in our cafeteria vegan section so they would give us like vegan mac and cheese on fried chicken Wednesdays and they would make certain meals for us that were really really good and so that helped to expand my palate um in terms of veganism and yeah I think overall just the experience of like becoming more open-minded more disciplined and just feeling healthy like I feel good I feel healthy um I feel like you know I don't get sick as much or you know like I don't feel nervous when I find out oh there's like a virus or old people are you know, getting sick at school, or, oh, it's flu season, like, I don't get sick anymore, I don't really experience mm-hmm. cramps anymore, and I don't Wait, get acne. cramps feel, period? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Like, I know a lot of people who, when we would have our vegan meetings, a lot of people would say that their menstrual cycles changed, um, and they also no longer got sick anymore, and their acne, like, all acne goes away. Like, if you have acne, really bad acne, go vegan, at least for a little bit, it will make it go away. It really will. Um, because a lot of that comes from dairy and the mucus from within like dairy. So, yeah. So vegan cheese, this has always been a question. Of mine. <laughs> I love cheese. I'm a cheese kind of. I love cheese too, you know. girl. <laughs> so vegan, vegan cheese, like how does that work? How do they make cheese with, without dairy? <laughs> They just make it from plants or they make it from nuts or cashews or or um, they make it from seeds or. Um... So, so instead of using like like dairy milk, they'll use like almond milk and make. Yeah. Cheese. So like you have almond milk. I have um, like people drink almond milk. I have almond yogurt. I have almond ice cream. I have cashew yogurt. I have cashew ice cream. I have cashew cheese. I have like. Where can I go to purchase these items? Anywhere. Walmart, <laughs> Target, Aldi? Aldi. Is it an Aldi? Trader Joe's. Uh, what's the other one? Whole Foods. Like, it's just anywhere. Um, what's that other place that people were talking about? Lidl? Yeah. Anywhere. Lidl? It's, it's anywhere, honestly. Like, you just got to do your research, which is why I say veganism starts in the mind so once you make up in your mind you want to go vegan you will go out look for the resources and realize that they're there like we don't need as much protein as we think we need and we're not getting as much protein as we think we need just for me like we just we have to be more educated about what we're putting into our bodies as a whole because I think a lot of people understand what they know about food because to be honest, I mean, if you want to get real, not political, but like, go into the history of it, um, which is something that I love to discuss with my fellow plant based friends is the psychology behind it is that, oh, it's for white people, 
why is it that the healthy way of eating or um, that like doing eating like that is for white people? Meanwhile, Rastafarians and black people from the East um, and from, from Asia, from Africa have been eating like this for centuries. Why is it that all of a sudden we think that this is a white folks diet? Like we need to begin to change our understanding of the world around us before we can begin to change our diet. And also understanding even like with the slave trade, right? Like we would had issues with like, we would get the scraps. And so the scraps we began to kind of cultivate and make into a luxury type food. Like, oh, this is bomb. But at the end of the day, it's still unhealthy for us. And so we've become, you know, in our minds, we've, we've like almost, Mm -hmm. how do I explain it? It's almost like, um, um, conjured up this idea that like the worst is the best because we can make anything good, but that doesn't mean that it's good for us, even if it tastes good, if that makes sense. But that's just the psychology yeah, it's behind like it. Us, it's like us eating chitlins. We they're still intestinal. Yeah. You can make it taste as good as you want to. I'll never yeah. eat a chitlin in my life. But you know, y'all can have that if y'all want to, but you're still eating the shoot at which the fecal matter was yeah. you know transported. Exactly. Nasty people. If you eat chitlins, you don't have to do that. <laughs> Like, I just, I really don't get that. Like, I'm just like, why are you still eating? Why are they still being sold? Why are people still cooking? Because people are stuck in an understand one understanding of the world. It's kind of like, why, you know, I feel like that's like asking, like, why are we still going through issues that our grandparents faced back in the 1940s and 50s and 60s and our our parents faced Mm -hmm. because people are set in their ways like it takes exposure to change and a lot of people aren't going to go out of their own way to be exposed to a different type of way of eating a different type of way of changing their diet unless it's absolutely forced upon them that's human Mm. nature Come on, he's gonna be dropping the facts. <laughs> why? This is why you're oh, here. Thanks. <laughs> yes. So, what advice would you give to people like me who are thinking about starting a healthier lifestyle when it comes to food? And then maybe one day I'll be somebody's. I don't know if I can give up seafood. I'll probably stay in the pescatarian area no yeah I feel that I've had some vegan seafood I have but it's so funny because like you're saying all these things that I said in 2018 I'll never forget and it's still on my blog to this day if you go look at my travel blog the lovely adventures of Lydia.com I literally have a blog post up from 2018 when I turned 20 and I wrote for my 20th fun fact about me that my favorite food is seafood like, I love anything seafood, and I love anything dairy, and I don't know how people who don't eat it, like, live. Like, I don't know how they're living. I don't know how they're thriving. I don't know. And here I am not eating either, and it's just very funny that <laughs> I look back on that post. But once again, like, it's a process. It's a journey. When I began veganism, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, like, once I started veganism, like, all of a sudden, I just gave everything up. 
Like I remember talking to a lot of different plant-based eaters and everyone's different. Everyone's reasons for going vegan are different. Everyone's reasons for eating plant-based are different. Some people prefer vegan. Some Mm -hmm. people prefer the title plant-based. Like I talked to one lady in my church and she's um, plant-based, but she said she'll also eat an egg every now and then. And other people will be like, I'll never eat an egg. And like when Burger King dropped this new Impossible Whopper, some vegans were like, I'll never touch it because it's cooked where meat is. Meanwhile, my friends that are vegan be like, we love this uh, this burger and we could eat it almost every single day. Like, it's just everyone's different. Everyone. Mm-hmm. And when I went to visit PETA's headquarters, that what I, that's what I was exposed to, the diversity of the plant-based community. Not everyone is the same. Not all of us are, like, going to be out here protesting the streets, looking crazy. Like, not everyone's going to do that. I'm super (laughs) one not going to do that. I didn't go vegan for the animals. A lot of my friends that I talked to did not go vegan for these animals, (laughs) okay? Tabitha Brown did not go vegan for the animals. Like, everyone goes, you know, and makes the diet changes for different reasons. And so, yeah, that's one thing that I would definitely take away from want you to take away from this is understanding like it is a process but if you are really you know like I said like serious about it you have the mindset like about it and you're determined to to stick with it it made me feel less restricted I don't like to feel confined I don't like to feel restricted I'm not a fan of rules I'm the type that's been coloring outside the lines since I was little. And if you would tell me, no, you can't do this, I would get innovative and be like, okay, you said I can't do this, but can I do this? Like, that's been me since <laughs> I was a child. Not I'm going to find a way around this. I'm I definitely this. always find a She <laughs> finds a way every time, okay? <laughs> um, and honestly, like, it's helped me a lot as I've gotten older, but I've also had to learn, you know, <laughs> rein that in a little. But it's it's kind of made me I think like I said going to visit PETA it made me feel like I could still find color within this like within this lane and I didn't feel like it was a limitation it was a restriction it felt like there was freedom within the 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 limitations of veganism if that makes sense and so I don't I don't see it yeah, and I don't see it as a limitation because, like, I'm making all these new recipes and all of this food that I'm making is amazing. And I would have never ventured out of my comfort zone and started to cook and bake and make all these different things that I love to cook. And everyone in my family who are very much omnivores and carnivores and love to eat meat will tell you, like, Lydia can cook. Lydia's a chef. And I'll be like, wow, like, we've come a long way. Like, I would have never been tapping into these gifts of mine and these talents if I hadn't made the shift to veganism. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> well, now we are approaching my favorite part of the podcast, which is Trap House Tea, because we thirsty. <laughs> we about to get all these. Look. Is coming. I, I, I say this every episode, and now it's just going to be a tradition. That will be made into a sound. And once I make it into a sound... Do it. I, like, I have to come up with a sound for all the other sections of my podcast. It's just better yeah. to, like, not have a section, and then all of a sudden, like, have sounds at the end. They're going to be like... Yeah. That's, that's hood rat things. I'm not a hood rat. I don't belong in the hood. So, <laughs> you know, I just... <laughs> I have to wait until I have ideas for the other sections. But till then, that's just going to be my introduction. I love it. (laughs) Okay, so the first question from the audience is, how do you start? 
It's simple. You just start, babe. <laughs> no. Honestly, I wouldn't even say that. I wouldn't say it's that simple because I tried that and I failed miserably. I remember I looked up this thing. It was like 21 days of juicing. Just, you know, try plant-based eating and juicing. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah, me and my friend. We were, like, so pumped. This is, like, summer 2019, first couple days, first couple weeks outside of um outside of school. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm excited. And I, like, failed miserably. Like, I was like, nah, this ain't it. I stopped <laughs> yeah. that juicing thing real quick. Like, I was real. I mean, I found some cool, like, little snack recipes in between that time. But other than that, I was like, this ain't it for me. And I told you, I started eating meat again. And I was right back on my business. And I was. And I was right back to eating the way I was eating before. And then I was like, oh, wait. Like, I can't just jump right into this like I thought I could. Like I did with pescatarianism. You know, I can't just jump into it. I have to actually begin to do research about it and find alternative solutions so that when I get cravings for this item or if I want and desire these things, you know, like I have to know, like, what what supplements do you need? Like, a lot of people don't know if you do become plant based, um, you need to make sure you have like the B12 supplement. Like and you take those once a day or else you will become anemic and you will have iron deficiency. Because a lot of people don't know this, but what's in B12 is um, like this bacteria that you can receive from that animals receive from eating grass. And so, you know, if you're not eating and then they digest it and then we get from them what we eat in our animal products. And so if you're not eating animal products, you're not getting that bacteria that they're digesting from the ground. So we have to get that bacteria through the b12 supplement and so Mm. little things that a lot of people don't know if you're trying to jump into veganism and you don't do your research you will end up somewhere in a fetal position so please make sure that you do your research (laughs) (laughs) literally it's like a whole like disclaimer You only curl up like that when it's serious. That's when you're like crying and you say, I want my mommy. Like, (laughs) I mean, you might, you might. You're saying, oh man. Okay, so what are my options? I think, honestly, you have the whole world at your hands. Like, I think a lot of people don't understand, like, you can still eat the same things, you just swap other things out. Like, if you want, like meat in a, or you want cheese in a certain thing, you just find the plant-based alternative for that. Or you find, um, you know, a way to make it without that item, you know, mm-hmm. with whatever your favorite meal or recipe is. So that's what I do. Like if I want a burger and I make a burger and I add cheese to it, which is vegan cheese. And then I get, you know, if I want like ice cream, I'll get ice cream. Or if I want, yogurt I'll get yogurt like I just I get everything I want I still have cream cheese and sour cream and all that fun stuff mayonnaise all that fun jazz if that's for you um they have it they just have it you know based in seeds and nuts and soy and tofu and all these different things and then if you want like seafood so actually, it's really good. We have meatballs. We have mushroom alternatives that you can use for like whatever. I haven't done that yet, but I've heard it's really, really good. 
And then you can have like what I do. I just go out and get like brands that I've been told by other like vegans are really good. And then I just buy their plant-based seafood and it's been good so far. Like I've had plant-based crab cakes and I've made actually, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Okay. (laughs) So, oh my God, there's two things. There are two staples that a lot of people don't understand make bomb behind like food that a lot of people think you got to give up when you're vegan. So like pulled pork, you want a pulled pork sandwich, Jada? You know what you use? You use jackfruit. Look it up. Jackfruit. Pulled pork sandwich, baby. Put some barbecue on that thing. You are ready. Saute it up. (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. You ready. You done. Period. It's there. That's your, that's your pulled pork. If you want a tuna sandwich, right? You want tuna, you want, you want seafood, heart of palm, get you some heart of palm in a can and saute that thing up. Do do what it do. Look up the recipe and boom, shakalaka. You got a tuna sandwich. You got seafood. It's right there. It's at your disposal. No, you you heard it here, folks. Those are two. <laughs> okay. You don't even got to research no more. That was all you needed. No, That's <laughs> all you needed. That's all you needed. You about to be twelve. She told you how to get full pork. She told you how to get seafood. It's all there. It's all there. It's all. There. <laughs> oh man. For me, I just say, you know, if you, uh, a visual person like myself, make Pinterest your friend because Pinterest has a lot of good recipes up there. Mm -hmm. Oh, and Facebook groups are lifesavers. I just found a Big Mac on Facebook in the vegan group chat. Girl, what? Not a Big Mac. A Big Mac. (laughs) Somebody made, girl, I'm finishing you the screenshot. Somebody made a Big Mac and it was all vegan. Girl, I looked at the thing. I was like, "Uh uh-uh. I was like, that's real? And then everybody was like, recipe, please. Girl, when I say I'm going to make that immediately, like, whoo, child. You are ready. <laughs> you is ready for this. I love I'm it. so ready. I love it because I'm always finding new things to make. Like, I'm always learning and discovering. It's amazing. Come on. Okay, so the next person wants to know, how do you stay committed? How do you stay committed? Hmm. Honestly, it's like what I said before. It starts with the mind. So, like, you have to really, like, know your why. Like, why did you make the decision to go plant-based? Like, if Mm -hmm. you were to give up anything else in your life, like, why did you choose to do that? Okay, and then is that enough to get you to stick with it? Like, how bad do you want it? It's kind of like when you make the decision, okay, I'm going to work out. Like, okay, like, how bad do you want the end goal and the results of it? And so that's what you do. You become consistent because you desire the results more than you desire the um, instant gratification. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's really yeah. it. I have nothing else to add to that. That's 100% right. Like, And then I like how you said, do you desire the end results more than you desire the instant gratification? Because I feel like in a lot of cases, the instant gratification be looking real good but like when you see the end results like they be looking so much better. Mm-hmm. and I don't even look at stuff like that like no, no more like literally I was at this place and they had like seafood everywhere and they had meat out and I looked at it and I was like oh okay like they have a lot of options here but I wasn't looking at it like oh my gosh I feel like I need to devour this like somebody get this for me right now like I don't crave it anymore like I, I can go into the ice cream parts of like I, I can go to ice cream I can go to ice cream parlors I can go to restaurants and see what's on the menu and I don't mm-hmm. like desire or crave those things anymore I'll just say okay like this fits within um what I have committed to eating 
and what I desire to eat. Therefore, I'm going to stick with it. So like I said, there's freedom within the limitations. You're not overstimulated. Like we get too many options sometimes and we get too much at our hands sometimes. And so it's like, even to get spiritual with it, but like, hey, you already know me. I can put a word out there real quick. And like, I remember with, um, we had a conversation, me, you and Jazz. So I don't know if you've had interviewed Jazz yet, but they'll figure out who Jazz is later. But anyway, so <laughs> it was so crazy because this was like a girl talk night. And I remember somebody asked me this question and I said, like, when you kind of, make the decision to follow Christ, like, or you make the decision to, you know, give your life to God, people are like, oh, like, you are part of that group where y'all can't have no fun because you're now, like, restricted by your faith. And that's Mm -hmm. not true because I feel more alive, more freedom within the realm of being able to stay committed to, you know, this path um, and this this faith and this relationship that I've chosen to create. than I would feel if I had like the whole world at my disposal and being able to just do anything and everything. Like I feel free and secure in the fact that I know that what I've chosen is what's best for me and it's God's best for me. Um, And it's, it's not like something where I feel like, oh my gosh, like I have so many options. I don't know what to do with them. It's like, I know that this is what is God's best. I know this is what's best for my body. Therefore, I make this decision and I feel free and I feel at ease knowing that this is what's best for me and this is God's best for me. Does that make sense? No, that makes complete and total sense. I I totally agree, especially the thing about like God, like having freedom in like following God. Like that's a real statement because when you don't have that guiding source, the the lost feeling is it's an abyss it's overwhelming mm-hmm. like, no really I mean I, I could have been out here partying and all of this stuff and I did and I I, I was doing all that the partying and all of that and having all that fun but I still didn't feel satisfied in that I didn't feel fulfilled so when I began to kind of streamline my life and use more discipline more structure more order it's what we're created for we're not created for chaos and just to have like a hundred million options we're created for structure and order and organization and systems and so when I created this system for my diet I began to feel more at ease more peace in my life and more content yeah and then just routines in general it's just a success habit yeah success is a habit it's not uh something that just happens like you work continuously every day at success to be successful and that's with everything not just food not just christ not just you know working out Mm -hmm. and stuff it's with everything like everything you do you want to get a good grade in the class you have to show up you have to study you have to pass the test you continuously do those things now you have an a yeah like it's a habit so i mean results speak for themselves honey don't they i mean don't they yeah yes (laughs) okay so we already talked about where the people shop and get recipes you can shop anywhere and get recipes off the facebook group yes join your facebook groups y'all get you your big macs get your big macs (laughs) (laughs) not get your big get your vegan big macs y'all get your vegan big macs let me be specific She said, join the group, get your big bag. Big Mac's on entry. That's the one. 
Wait, let me see if I'm pulling my Facebook name so I can I can find my um my vegan group chat names because these are some bomb groups I'm in, y'all. Like wait, like and follow Tabitha Brown. If y'all don't do anything else after this, just follow Tabitha Brown and she will lead you to the rest. Not <laughs> she's the guiding light. She's really our guiding light. Like she is the reason why my carnivore meat eating um omnivore meat eating family members are even interested in getting plant-based butter in our house now getting like plant-based milk in our house even though they still eat meat it starts with the butter in the milk it starts with the butter in the milk it does it starts there those are the essentials you use that in everything yes as soon as you start changing that you start changing everything else around everything else Jada, you better preach. That's all I'm, I'm saying. You want almond milk? <laughs> get you some almond. Get you some almond um ice cream. Some almond yogurt. Just try it. I ain't gonna hold you. The almond ice cream do sound like it's like it sounds like it tastes good. Yes. It's like almonds and ice cream just go together. But like almond ice cream, like that sounds good. And I've had almond milk. It's all creamy. Mm, that sounds good. I ain't gonna hold you. It is good. And go try it. Cause like I said, it's everywhere. <laughs> you said you can get it at your local food line today. Yeah, look, if you want me to send you a list to share in this um in this podcast episode, I can sh- share all my favorite brands and all of that fun stuff, all that jazz. I can do that for you. You know, you you probably should send that to me. Okay. That sounds like a piece of content. Now that sounds like something to add, supplemental. I'm gonna do that, but let me tell your listeners: go to Vegan Soul Food, okay? Follow Vegan Soul Food on Facebook. Brand new vegan community. Get added to that. Get added to Black and Vegan if you are Black. Not assuming you are. <laughs> if you are Black. <laughs> I'm not going to assume your target say. audience. I don't know. Shoot. You're right. You're right. You know, some people not. Some people not. <laughs> Look, Black, Vegans, Vegetarians, and Pescatarians. So you can get in that group chat a variety of different opinions. Some people are vegan. Some are not. Some people are transitioning. You can begin to see a variety, you know, and they're out there. And, um, like, look, I'm following all these different people on Instagram um, that have amazing, amazing, like, food ideas. And you can get so creative with it. And so I would say really, really, you know, get plugged into a community. That's number one. How do you get started? Get plugged into a community, like, so you can get exposed to what is out there. Then two, do the research for yourself and actually begin to find alternatives for all of your favorite things. Write down all of your favorite types of foods, all your favorite types of whatever brands that you have. Find alternatives, vegan alternatives within those brands, within those foods, within those recipes. And then actually, you know, buy the items and then begin to make the subtle changes into your diet. Like we said, start with the butter. Start with the ice cream, start with the milk, and then slowly and surely make the changes in the transition. Okay. Okay, now. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, I'm done. <laughs> really- I'm sorry, I'll be extra. I'll be extra. Okay, so I think this is the last question is oh oh this person they came with the 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 heat they said is meal prepping the best way to go oh absolutely honey i'm so glad we talking about it because i love meal prepping like i just said structure order and systems baby every sunday night where you're gonna catch me you're gonna catch me in the kitchen all right 
Come on. I literally do. Like, I'm literally, girl, give me a talk show. Say less. Say less. Me and Alexis, we finna, we, look, we already said it. We finna do this whole, like, cooking thing on her page. She already started this with her brand. I'm finna help her out. We gonna do this, this cooking thing. So, Jada, you bring your podcast guests and listeners all over to my cooking show. Okay. All right. Is that what you heard? You heard it here first. <laughs> cooking with Lydia. Cooking with Lydia. Lydia with the pot. I'm but actually. What's crazy is I'm working on a recipe ebook. So y'all stay hip for real. Stay hip because I'm gonna release this come 2021. Keep your eyes open. It's coming. <laughs> See, y'all already about to get a guidebook. Y'all already about to get a guidebook. All you just listening right now is still formulating in your mind. And by the time you, it's translating over into the physical space. You'll have period. It it's perfect. Period. We claim it. There it is. There it is. See, there it is. It's coming. It's coming. It's yes, I'm excited. Thank you. And now I'm saying it, so now I really got to get on it and get on my P's and Q's. So I'm make it happen. There it is. You heard it here first. <laughs> All right. Well, that is the show. This has been so yes. Fun. I love, I talking, love talking to you. you. So energetic. <laughs> the way you match my energy. I is know. <laughs> it's great. It's great. It's wonderful. Really. Oh my god, this has been an amazing time. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh be sure to follow my good sis Lydia. Yes, you can follow me at the Adventures of Lydia on IG. Wait, is that my name? I'm sorry, I just recently changed it. Yes. At the lovely adventures of Lydia on Instagram. On Twitter at Music Jukebox with the Q because I used to love music soul child. Um <laughs> and used to. I still do, yeah, but I didn't listen to him as much. But when I made it, I loved it. Let, let me tell you <laughs> Between him and Anthony Hamilton, Girl, no matter what people wedding. say, what? I'm a, I'm a, I love you anyway. <laughs> you are my life. I can't, I let, can't go. let go. That is my. I love you. Music. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about music and wow, everything, everything. Music and self love. Let's do it. Let's do it. One of these days. It's coming. coming. Next season. Next Next season. season. (laughs) Next season. There it is. Next season. Okay. All right, y'all. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) We did. We did. did. But yes, go follow my good sis. Uh, to stay updated with her ebook and you know her travel guides, all of this stuff. Like she is here for you. DM her all your vegan. Yes, because I I ain't got the answers. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have the answers, I know somebody who does. Because I just have this whole community at my fingertips, so I will get the answers for you. Yes, everyone. This has been a wonderful show. Y'all have a great day. We love you and bye. <laughs> bye. Okay, so the show is Did I need to leave? Oh, I I was going to leave. I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. Y'all have to hang up. So what happens now is I will be editing your episode over the next couple weeks along with others. And at some point, I will be sending you, and it might just be the day before it's due, honestly. Me! Uh, (laughs) But I'll send you, like, three graphics. One of them is going to be, like, a quote graphic where it's going to have some, um, well, no, two of them are going to have part of the recording up there. And one of them is going to be a Mm -hmm. quote from what you're saying inside of the recording. The other one's going to be, like, last week on the self-love addict. And then the last graphic is going to be the featuring you as the plug. 
Um, so yeah, I'll send that to you probably the day before I post the uh, podcast. And yeah, awesome! I love it. It'll be yeah, it'll be posted like toward the end of this month because I still have to. I have to do mine. The order is me doing my episode, then Jasmine, then my line sister. Okay, bet. So the next couple of weeks. So I got time, but you know me. I'm gonna be probably procrastinate. All right. Well, <laughs> this has been a it has. Day. It's been a wonderful evening talking to you, Miss. Yes. Thank you so much for joining me again. I really appreciate the help and the love. I love talking support. to you. Anytime, anytime. All right. You have a wonderful You too. Day. Bye, girl.